G'day everyone, welcome to Porsche Talk. I'm Mark from Mark and Cars across both social media and each week I'm joined by Ajmal who you can follow as Flat Cap Driver. It's a couple of current things. We will share our passion for all things automotive, modern racing, classics, you name it. Sometimes we'll even talk about Porsches. We'll occasionally bring in guests that seem to continually demonstrate how little we actually know about the topics we're going to discuss with them. We hope you enjoy today's show. G'day, Ajmal. How are you today, my friend? I am good. It's Monday, so, you know, I'm, uh, I want to say Bryce Hyde or Bushy Tail, but I'm not. Uh, I'm incredibly sleepy, uh, but otherwise I am good. What about you? Oh, look, another day in paradise here, my friend. We had a pleasant break from the weather. We've had three days in a row under 40 degrees, which is very pleasant. How do you like that for bringing in PorscheWeather.com? That's quite that's quite um chilly for over there well you know we might as well go straight into we might as well go straight into the weather <laughs> the weather misery that here. is you yeah okay, let's hear it over here so uh about 10 days ago it was like 16 degrees suddenly my daughter was outside in like you know her pajamas uh all day yeah um, yeah and i was sat in the garden in you know no coat or anything it was like a glorious day uh but that that's not february so it's back down to zero. I was out. Zero. Uh, on, I was out on Saturday. Uh, I went to see my mum, but I was on. So on, I was on the motorway. I went to see my mum up north, and on the way back, I was coming back quite late, and I got clobbered by the salt spreader on the motorway. Oof. Which car? So, uh, I was in the family wagon, so it wasn't. It wasn't the nine nine six. Place of call. Um, and uh, so yeah, it's uh, the the weather is awesome. Great here, great here. Oh, before we actually get knuckle into our topics of discussion, let's talk what's coming up on the podcast in the very near future. Sort of giving you a little tantalizers on social media between the two of us. Okay. As, me. as our media presence is growing throughout various regions around the world, and my non-stop attempt at trying to get access to various events. Turns out podcasting is a form of social media, Ajmal. It's not seen as its own entity. What? I know. I can't believe it. So, moving forward, we're no longer Porsche Talk Podcast. We're just Porsche Talk or Porsche Talk Online Radio. Online Radio. Do We should just drop the radio. We should just go... Porsche Talk Online. Porsche Talk World Radio. Oh, world radio. Love it. Love it. A whole world? Yeah. Should we limit ourselves the to whole only world. this galaxy? Oh, hang on. Galaxy radio? Oh, um, my God. How about universal? How does that sound? That sounds like so big. It's unbelievable. Oh, talk universal. <laughs> PTU. Hey, yes. In all seriousness, listeners, let us know. We have to come up with another name that doesn't involve the word podcast. Let's see, let's see your thoughts and comments. We're happy to bump and grind, but I think... Because of the amount of energy we've put in it so far, we do have to keep the Porsche talk bit. Yeah, so, Porsche talk. Yeah, love to hear from Porsche everyone. Talk. And Galaxy Radio. Galaxy. <laughs> Sounds like a Ford V8, big long thing. <laughs> the um, But in all seriousness, I'm going to the Australian Formula One, Ajmal. Yeah, uh, not as press. Tell me it's not. Is it as press? Look, we'll we'll cover that shortly. In a future episode, so you can be really jealous. Okay, I'm not going to say it's next week, right? No, it's like that's Bahrain next week. 
It's in, we're, we're uh, yeah, we are no longer. I think next year we're going to be back to the first race of the uh, season. But regardless, I'm going as a special guest of Renan Motorsport. Now, Renan Motorsport, who Renan Motorsport actually own a couple of Carrera Cup teams. Oh. Actually, I won't say own, support a couple of Carrera Cup teams. Okay. Right. So I plan on bringing some insight as to what it takes to win a Carrera Cup event. Hopefully, fingers crossed, if the drivers that I'm going to be covering and the teams associated with this particular sport. And uh, also, they also produce an online and a quarterly coffee table style magazine called Retro Motive. The same company. So, Retromotive, thank you very much for your support of Porsche Talk Galaxy Radio this week. Could be called something else next week. And the uh, and we'll uh, see how uh, it progresses from there. But I'm really looking forward to um, attending the event, seeing the new cars, Formula One, and Carrera Cup because there it's been a few little tweaks for the event for the um, platform for the 992 platform for. 2024 so anyway more details on that to come as it approaches on more on more porsche talk i heard a rumor that i can't actually throw fingers or accusations at through my source gt3 allocations are becoming a little more readily available through a number of withdrawals and uh people not taking up the orders oh are we are we talking local to your region or I am? That's the only that's where my uh, whispers come from. So yeah, yeah it's not RSs. But... I'm talking normal GD3s here. So that's with or without touring package. So wing, no wing, whichever you know. But is that because the price of that particular car or any GT type car is huge in Australia, right? That's a fair statement, but that bit hasn't changed recently, has it, Ashwell? Yeah, but I don't know, because if the world is going through some kind of, you know, it's shitting itself financially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then um, I I can kind of understand that. So, but is there a cue to step up and take them? What does your source say? My source suggests that availability of the car is still only available to customers that are recognised as beneficial to the brand or non-flippers right. so to speak right however the desire and accusation or sorry the desire and um i guess uh appeal and aloofness that goes with i got a gt3 allocation isn't there anymore you know what i mean so right. now there is still some challenges on getting pts if you want pts however the actual uh People are getting called a lot further down the list than they have historically would be my way to describe it. Oh, are you thinking of putting your name down? I am not. That's probably the right thing to do. But to give you some perspective, once I saw mm. this, of course I had to go onto the configurator and see how much one of these cars <laughs> would cost. So, you know, I can't help myself. Non-PTS. Yeah. $465,000 Australian. With no options, not even adaptive cruise control. Okay. So £220,000 to walk in that door. That is insane. Oh my God. 
listeners oh, out there, smart. what do you think? Is it value for money? And there's actually been a few drop on the market recently. So I think there's a few little uh, sphincter clenching financial moments going on at the moment would be yeah. my suggestion. But I mean, I've seen on social media, I have, when I say social media, I'm only really on Instagram. I sure. do a bit, watch some couple of things on YouTube, but I've seen a few people who've bought a GT3 RS and it's one of, it, it speaks a lot about social media and influencing that those influencers are now be able to buy those cars and get an allocation. Yep, sure. So, which is amazing, right? Because that wouldn't have happened. The Look, maybe, maybe. Well, look, well, let's just see what happens in the coming weeks on that front because I suspect there could be more cars dropping into the marketplace than anticipated. I, I just think that the, the market and the... Um, and who's buying the cars is changing. It's changing a lot. I, it's I just agree. A, it's, it's just an evolution, isn't it? It, it wasn't always going to be this sort of, you know, your because because money is in different places, right? People are making money in different ways in different places, and people are getting a reputation in a different way, and brands want a comeback in a different way. On that topic, Ashmal. Let me introduce a guest yeah. that's coming into today's episode. What? Now, this gentleman who's coming into today's episode may or may not be quite famous across a lot of social media for trying to get one such GD3 RS from dealers around the UK. Following our discussion with Tina, I thought it'd be a good opportunity that we should invite Mark McCann onto the show. Oh my goodness. No. Hello, how are you? Very well, thank you. Welcome to Porsche thank Talk. You. I'm Mark. Thank you this for is Mark. Hi, you okay? Hey Mark. Fantastic. Now we've got two Marks on the show right now. <laughs> we'll just refer to me as the idiot. We'll call you Mark. <laughs> I thought we would have got Mark One and Mark Two. That would oh, have been nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One sounds faster than the other, Ajmal. <laughs> yes. So, Mark, thanks very much for making time to talk to us today. We, following last week's episode, having a discussion with Tina, a sales manager from Porsche Reading, and the early questions of allocations, your name came up in discussion following the incredible impact you've had with your YouTube videos and you trying to, and successfully through your methods, acquiring a 992 GD3 RS. Yeah, it was um it was an interesting experience, which um obviously I understand uh, part of the process. I understand how the process, you know, it's a business. Um, but there was just some some parts we found out and uncovered, which yeah, I didn't really agree with some of the some of the situations which occurred on our experience of trying to buy a car. T tell me. Your experience through that, you said you didn't agree with. Are you talking about your moral compass is pointing in the direction that you feel comfortable with? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. Like, um, like I agree that the best customers Porsche have in those dealerships should get those cars. Totally, totally agree. You know, and there's like I think Tina said that you know there's there's lots of different criteria which make that decision. Absolutely, totally agree. But the, the experience we had was a little bit different where 
we went into a dealership, asked for a GT3 RS, and obviously they said that I'm probably not a good enough customer of theirs, which I totally, totally agree with. But the, the guy um, sort of gave us a dangling carrot that if we bought a lot of cars, spent a lot of money, that maybe, just maybe, we'd get a car, which was which was sort of like where I found it a little bit sort of um, a bit difficult that, you know, set that bar, explain where I've got to be, then I can make my decision if I want to go through the game of spending my money to get my ultimate car, which is I totally agree with. But it was the grey area where they were happy for me to spend a load of money, but couldn't quite guarantee me if I was going to get a car when they know how many cars they're getting. They know who their best customers are. So was this a, a way of making people spend money and really they know they're never going to get a car. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Right. But tell, tell okay, me, so that, I'm sorry, go on, Ajmal. I was just going to say, so that kind of, it kind of resonates with the stuff that we've heard from people. And it is that um, it, normally you want a list, right? I want to be able to tick some boxes to say, I'm going to, one of those boxes at the end is going to be a GC3 RS. So you say, right. How many McCann's, how many 911's, how many, whatever, you know, Panameras do I need to suffer? <laughs> Panameras before yeah. I get to the RS. For me, that 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 is it. That, that's what I would want. I want right. I'm on a journey to a point. How many stop-offs are there on the way? And you're right. You could go through every single one. You could sit in the showroom and year after year buy every single one and not know that you're going to end up with a, a G3 RS. So that's that. It's kind of a, it, it's a it, it's a bottomless pit. pit it could be, couldn't it? Yeah, and I feel that sort of the, the problem you've got as well is, and the big problem we found was, you're not you're not in your competition is the other people at the dealership, the other the other buyers. So in, in one dealership, to be the best customer, you might have to spend a million pounds, um, and that gets you a car. But another dealership, you know, you've got say three customers all spending ten million pounds. Well, if you spend five million pounds, you're still not going to be that top two. Um, so, you know, that that bar is different at every dealership, um, which again. And then another really interesting one we found as well was you've got a, um, if you walk into that dealership and you're a good spender, you're a good buyer, you have your Porsche service at that center, you give them Partexes, you're a fantastic customer. But you've got a deal. You've got your relationship with Gary, the salesman. And then Gary goes in to see his sales manager and says, Mark's a great customer. I want him to have a GT3 RS. Well, you know, Gary or salesman hasn't got the clout, which another salesman has got. So, you know, that's, that, that manager at that Porsche center might choose, you know, you might never get on the list because Gary doesn't, you know, the Porsche manager doesn't, doesn't like Gary, so he doesn't care who his customers are. Um, and again, it's just, you know, what happens when the relationship you've got with that, uh, salesman, what happens when he leaves, and you've then got to start a relationship with somebody else? So there was a lot of there was a lot of grey areas which we found, and you know I can talk about lots more as well. You know, it's, it's it was a crazy journey. Tell, tell me, Mark, with you've got history with Lambo. You're yes. you're a Lambo guy, right? We you know you I on following you on social media and through YouTube. You know, you've got a problem with the bull, okay? So <laughs> now, sound like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's a different conversation. But the that being the case, 
how long did it take for you in that relationship with that brand? You know, another Vag brand, let's face it, right? The yep. To get to the point where, Mark, this is Johnny from Cardiff Lamborghini. We've got Countach's coming in. I've got access to two of them and I want to offer you one. How long did it take for that relationship to develop compared to your experience at Porsche? Yeah, yeah, that, that was probably, um, I bought probably 20 cars from Lamborghini over, you know, like a lot of years. Um, but I think with with the difference was with the Lamborghini, which I found was, I I accidentally got on the VP, VIP list by, you know, buying a lot of cars, you know, and sure. I am probably probably one of the best customers they have in the UK and definitely the number one customer at my dealership. But never, ever in all those years was I told that to get a Countach offer, I've got to buy another three cars. You know, I've never, you know, and I think the difference is with Lamborghini, they don't make a mass produced number, you know, car. So they're not trying to, with the Porsche thing, we found a lot, that's another thing we talk about with, you know, trying, they were trying to get rid of some of the dead wood they had left on the shelves. Um, and you, you know, you're encouraged to, to buy some of those products to get your GT slot. And now, now Lamborghini hasn't got that problem. They haven't got, you know, they haven't got hundreds of cars being, you know, Hang on, wait, sort of wait, 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 I watch YouTube. There's more hurricanes and golfs on YouTube. All right. So when you tell me they don't mass produce, right? don't try and tell me they don't mass produce the car, but no, in all seriousness, I, I get what you're saying, right? Yeah. Now you've been through this experience and look, let's face it as a, with the amount of feedback I've had as a Porsche enthusiast, on social media of your journey on getting this GD3 RS, right? It's been pretty good for your profile as on YouTube, on going yeah. through this process and the channel's just gone radio rental. And, you know, you've really opened up a can to open, pick the scab off, so to speak, and shown a lot of raw yeah. wounds of people that are not very happy with the brand, right? However, it's still drinking the Kool-Aid, all these upset people, right? How... Like and you you mentioned about the dealership focus or the salesperson focus you have the relationship with, that seems very different with brands like with a with I won't say brands like there is only one brand like Ferrari, where it's almost like you have the relationship with the factory and they dictate 100%. where the cars go compared to the dealership model. Now, have you found that relationship with the factory is closer to the Lambo model or is it still because you know? Johnny Smith at the Lambo dealership, he's the one that makes sure Mark McCann gets the Countach allocation if he wants one. How's that work for you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree. And, and maybe that's because it's a smaller brand and, you know, it's it's a lot easier to follow the customers. But, yeah, my my allocation for a Countach, you know, I'm very, very lucky to be offered that. I didn't have the money um, and I couldn't take them up on that. But that definitely came from the factory, 100%, and not from not from the dealership. Yeah, okay, great. Now, more importantly, more importantly than all of this, YouTube aside, how good's GD3 RS? Go and tell us, because we're not going to get a chance to drive one for a while, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm extremely lucky to, you know, I've had I've had a lot of Porsches in the past, I've had a 993, 996, 997, recently had a 991 Targa, I've had a couple of Carrera GTs, 
So I'm not, you know, I'd still be classed as a, as a decent Porsche customer. Um, and when I, I drove it properly, la well, I say properly, I went to a, a caffeine machine last night to meet my friends there. And it's the first real time I've had a go in it. And it's just, it's a, it's a car which is a lot different to a Lamborghini. Um, I think I feel like it's a lot more sophisticated. It's a lot more businessman. Um, where my Lamborghini is, you know, a, a lot more raw. It makes a lot more noise at five mile an hour. Well, the Porsche, I think, will. I think where that, like, it's unbelievably beautiful car. I'm very lucky to have it. And I feel when I get on the track, I think that's when it will really show just how good it is. Um, so obviously, at the minute, I've not got to that stage. But as in looks, it's it's just beautiful, beautiful car. Great color. So on on that on that because um obviously I've seen one at the dealership the Reading dealership um I saw one when they did the dealership relaunch and uh, there was one there and in the dealership when you can see all of the fine detail of the design and the aerodynamics and the thought and all of that engineering that's gone into it it's amazing but then very recently I saw one driving through a local village and I thought how ridiculous does that look. <laughs> it's you know this quiet little sleepy village and it's driving through the middle burbling along and it was the red and white one and i'm just like that looks ridiculous it's a massive spoiler i think that just looks ridiculous yeah like the spoiler is higher than the roof line you know it is yes you know, it's it, it's bigger than the picnic park bench it's like it's a <laughs> it's a crazy thing but like it's got drs like I do not care if DRS doesn't work. Just the fact I've got a car with DRS is enough. Yeah. I don't are care you, if the button doesn't work. Are you just hitting the button while you drive it just because you know the button's there? Like, seriously? Yeah, it's it's like it's there. And like we we, we when we went to Caffeine Machine last night, I must have pressed that button 300 times just to watch it go <laughs> up and down in the back. Like, a, <laughs> like I was doing 30 mile an hour, but it was just I've got a DRS button. I'm going to I'm going to make sure I press it like I put it in track mode. It's never going to go in anything else but track mode. It's just it's just what you've got when you're an idiot like me. It's sort of it's a necessity to, to sort of like make sure that everything works. Like it's got these dials to change compression and you know, all these sort of things well i saw a guy talking about it on on youtube very very clever man and he said that if you've got 10 ingredients and you are a michelin star chef you can make a meal with that 10 ingredients which is one of the best meals in the world but if me or you had those ingredients the, the meal would be a lot different and i feel with the buttons on that steering wheel you can make things a lot worse before you make it better unless you're a professional racing driver yeah, I, I I definitely feel the same. Like I think if I had those four knobs, I would you know, give me one <laughs> button. But I'm not good enough to know that. Oh yeah, let me tighten the rear diff. Seriously, yeah. what is, what's a diff? You know, that's you know, just make the thing fun to drive. That's all I'm interested in right now. Well, it, just, yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of that. It reminds me of that, Mark. I don't know if you've seen it, but it was that uh, Grand Tour one where I think Jeremy Clarkson was making the point about launch control. Um, yeah. it, it's I think they're in a GT3 and he says well I'm going to use launch control everywhere so you know someone's on the drive yeah. through and they've got yeah 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 that is that is Brilliant. that is good content yeah I, I recall seeing it yeah yeah so tell me um Mark with regards to your future with car how's that looking what are you thinking is it have you got a bond with this car is it you know, like a lot of work's gone into this and it's created some great content for all of us to enjoy. But 
you're at the end of that journey of that car of attaining it. Tell us about that. How is that for you? Is it a like when you get into you go, oh yeah, this is the car? Yeah, even just like I didn't even have to get in it. Just looking at it was like that's just a very very special piece of kit. And like you said about the detail on the car, like some of the stuff I've got thicker sandwich boxes. Like the the, the plastic is so thin, and the 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 carbon fiber bonnet. It's very very special car, and I feel like I'm definitely you know not. I didn't drive it and go, this is the best car I've ever been in. You know, it, it, I didn't do that um, because I suppose I'm really lucky. I'm spoiled and I've got some amazing cars. Um, but like, you know, I, I definitely, you know, I haven't bought it to flip it because, I, you know, I haven't bought it at price able to flip. That's I buy my cars to drive and enjoy and collect. And I've, I've always wanted one. And as soon as I saw that back wing and how stupid it looks, I thought that's definitely right up my street. Uh, fits me perfectly. So at the minute, yeah, um, I, I definitely want to, you know, try it, enjoy it, get used to out of it for our channel as well. You know, we, we've got a channel, which the reason we've got the channel is for enjoyment, for, you know, for laughs, you know, just to, for, for us to enjoy ourselves, the doors it opens. And I'm excited to, you know, I've got a Storato, which I jumped. I don't think I'm going to jump the GT3 RS because I think it might snap into two pieces. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to enjoy it and see how I want to try to see how good that car is before it goes anywhere. Fantastic. The um, Knowing that the nuances and the detail and stuff, has it given you a taste of, okay, now I need to try an ST? Or is it the big, um, is the big wing, like for me, I'm a big fan of the RS purely because it looks like a Hot Wheels car. Yeah, so it's a grown 100%. up. It's a grown up Hot Wheels car, right? It's like Ajmal said. Look, ridiculous for going through a village. I want to be that guy driving that ridiculous car. Yeah, right? yeah. I get it, hundred percent. I'm in, all in, right? But is it the detail? Is it the finesse? Like you mentioned earlier, it's like a grown ups car almost. I think you mentioned earlier, or a, a sophisticated version of Lambo. Are you interested to see yeah. how far that Porsche can take that with the SC? I'm just curious about your own, you know, about yeah. drinking the Kool Aid, so to speak. Yeah, I agree because um, with Lamborghini there was um, the SVJ, and they also made the Ultima, which was the the SVJ without the wings. Like, I, like, I don't want an Ultima; I want the one which looks stupid. And and the, the GT3 RS the same sort of like the wings, the way it looks, the craziness of it. Because I think that if you've got the ultimate car and you've got the ultimate price tag, it needs to look the same and. For me, that is as close to a race car as you can get, you know, and that's the sort of thing I like. But, you know, what's different with that GT3 RS, which is really special, which I haven't got in the Lambos, I've got somewhere to put my keys. I've got somewhere to put my drink. I've got Apple CarPlay. You know, I've got air conditioning. I've got all these things which still makes it a car. But I really believe that that car could easily be a daily drive, easily, especially well, on the way to work. You know, hit, hitting that DRS button as I come out of the drive, that's sort of like, you know, something which I need to be doing. But, yeah, you could. it's definitely more daily drive than a lot of things I've got, you know, and, yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Well, it, it's definitely a possibility. You could do it. Fantastic. You completely get the appeal of uh, the GT3 RS. I, you know, despite the fact that I think it would look, you know, the, it's saying it looks ridiculous driving through a small village, but when you think about the engineering that's gone into every little tiny bit of it. I mean, I don't know if you remember, Mark, when we first talked about it, where it first came along, 
and the suspension components, the aerodynamics of the suspension components add whatever 50 pounds worth of downforce. And you think, and every little, and you know, there's only so many controls that they've given you. Um, Cause you don't, you know, most of the time you're right. You know, Mark, you hit the nail on the head. If someone said to me, oh, you can make any adjustments you want on this car to make it drive better. And you go, well, what do I know about that stuff? Nothing. I'm only going to make it worse. So yeah. the, the fact that you can adjust only certain things, but at the same time, it's so well engineered. I totally get that, Mark, with uh, being able to drive it to work. It's that kind of car. Because back in the day, everything was fragile when it was pushed to its extreme. But they make them, they're so well engineered now. It's its its amazing how they you're able to just jump in and go anywhere and at any time. I love them. Yeah, to totally agree. Totally agree. It's sort of, um, they've definitely made, and for me, you know, like uh, like the SVJ was, like um, like the the SF90, the LaFerrari, whatever brand you're into, like right now, the GT3 RS is the cool kid on the block. You know, it's the one which everyone's talking about. It's the one which I'm extremely lucky to have. And, you know, they've obviously done a fantastic job. And it, I was, it was interesting listening to your podcast um, with Tina, uh, you know, and talking about should these cars be a higher, you know, a higher price to start with. Um, and it was really interesting to see See how you know they do do their due diligence to make sure that the right people, you know, the right people get the car, um, which was really interesting. Um, but yes, like part of the story which which we went through, there was we were, when I was ringing around, I sort of knew that I was I was a good customer of Porsche over the years, but I knew that I didn't have a relationship with any dealer apart from my local dealer where I'd spent a little bit of money, but not nothing compared to some of the to some of the guys, but. One of the one of the really really amazing things was we had a phone call. Like the, the first video went to like over a million, over a million straight away. You know it was great for our channel. We put a lot of effort into our videos, um, uh, so like you know we 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 like it when they do well. Obviously that's why we do it. Um, and we had a phone call from a dealership, and they said we've got an allocation mark. And I was like, wow, okay, that's 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 amazing. And they said. All I need you to do is take Porsche, three Porsche Taycans. Oof. I was like, right, okay, okay. So you know, we went down the we went down the whole sort of thing about where that would take us, and you know, as a financial decision, how much money that would take to own a GT RS. And obviously, that wasn't our easiest route. But what was amazing was that they suddenly had this other car which they'd found. And I, like, what was really bad was you know, how many people, which we talked about, wanted that car and haven't had that phone call to say they are going to get that car. Like we never said what dealer it was because I didn't want to cause chaos. You know, that's not what we're about. But, you know, there's a lot of people at that Pacific dealership which are getting, which is being told they haven't got cars and probably spent millions of pounds. But I could get in there straight away. I could jump the whole queue in one day by getting rid of some Taycans which they were struggling to sell. This, I think this is a reflection of how hard it is to sell a Taycan, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like when I see some of the Taycan, I feel like sort of like getting them a sympathy card and saying, sorry for your loss. <laughs> it is like, and like, it's, an, it's an amazing car. And it I, is amazing. Amazing car. I had one when my 9911, uh, my 991 uh, Targa GTS went in for service. I had one. Unbelievable. Got a fantastic car. And 
picking all the boxes on the green, you know, sort of saving the environment. It's doing everything it should. But when you get in a car, like we, we, when we took that, we put it in Weebine car, which is sort of like the obvious place to quickly try, you know, where it would be. It had lost a hundred thousand pounds the first day. Ouch. So what, it's gone from 170 to 169 to 70,000 pounds. And the best, the best offer we could get on the car, really ringing around trade, was 75 grand loss. And what a terrible situation for a brand to be in and a terrible situation for all the buyers who are driving around in a take But surely the problem is at source, you know, stop making the sausages. If they're coming out fast like a sausage factory, slow the production down or, or do something to, to relieve these poor people who have invested in an amazing car. But now what, you know, th there's a thousand for sale. How do you sell your car in a thousand on piston heads? There's a thousand. The only way you're going to sell that is to be the cheapest, the best spec. But if you're in the middle, an average mileage, an average price, an average spec, that car's not going anywhere. Average outcome. It's, it's just going to be look, such a shame, such a shame for such a fantastic car to be yeah. in that situation. Mark, I just want to go back on a point you've brought up a couple of times in this conversation and also I heard in your um, videos about the dealership miraculously finding another car yeah. through, through my relationship with my dealer here in Western Australia, right? I've been led to believe right or wrong that often they're not that overly conscious of what their allocation will be. And on any month they might say, they might get told, okay, next month you are going to get two. Now decide who your customers are. And at no point during the GD3 RS production have they said, we will only make X cars. They've, yeah. you know, they've not said we'll only make 1,000 cars or 10,000 cars or whatever it is. So the brand itself has done a pretty good job of managing the opposite problem that they have with Taycan right now where they just, like you said, punched them out like a sausage factory, right? So the obvious solution must be make less cars, right? And charge more for them. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But like the the, the, the difference, I, I, totally, I totally, totally agree. But I feel that this finding another car or, you know, I, I understand from a, from a, a business side, I'm sure they don't get full communication to what's coming. And they must be very excited when they see they've got another allocation coming. And it must be great to ring a good customer up and say, good news, John, you're getting your car. But me buying three Taycans should not be that person. I should never have had that phone call. Because yeah. me buying three Taycans, I am definitely not their best customer or on the list to get that GT3 RS. Um, and like you said, but then if you, if you cease production, Again, as a, as a business, there's got to be, you know, factors, uh, original source where people are going to lose jobs. People are getting, you know, where, where the answer is, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I don't I don't know what the answer is. But, you know, but, but on stop, that stopping the software separate. on that point Sorry. about, you know, the best customer getting the car first. Like Porsche have made a lot of GD3 RSs already. Like there, there's no yeah. shortage of them in the marketplace right now. If you're happy to pay over and above yeah. to someone that's already yeah. taken delivery, 
So the best customers have already got their cars. Like, so right now at your local Porsche dealership, you could be at now at the point where you're the ninth best customer. And the ninth best yeah. customer may actually be a three Taycan right now buyer. Yeah. It's interesting yeah, that mate, perspective mate. wasn't brought into it, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. Like, yeah, that, that could be the case, but I doubt it is. Yeah, I do too. Like with, I'm trying to give I, a perspective. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. But, you know, I think that there's probably the size of the dealerships are and the catchment area they've got. I'm sure that there's long term, like, you know, long term partners who have bought their cars, you know, um, uh, the stories we had like um on that first video i think between the two we've had like five thousand comments Oof. and people reached out for me from all over the world with horrific stories like my story was a story which was truthful and what happened but like the stories i've heard i couldn't i couldn't possibly share them on youtube because they would have criminal you know, some of them, are, it's meant that the stories we've heard to how people have obtained cars, which I'm sure you can imagine how that is. Um, but, you know, and the stories of how people like there was one guy who was told he wasn't famous enough. I think one guy like, you know, I don't know. I, I have no, you know, proof on how good these comments are. Um, so we can't, you know, we can't talk about that. But, but you know, there's we, there's a lot of people out there who have bought way more cars than three Taycans who have been turned down, um, you know, and maybe each, I'm sure each dealership's different. And it must be very hard for these dealerships because they probably don't ever get told the, the true story of how many are coming. But yeah, like, like to go back to the start, I, I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that free take-ins wasn't enough. I agree. That's However, interesting because um, oh, I was just going to say, because, you know, Mark, you said that, you know, they're working through the list. So if you're saying ninth, um but if for example like you say mark they they've got these tycans that are you know that nobody's buying them they're stuck with them and when they get an allocation of a gt3 rs it's almost like is this my get out of jail card can i go yeah. to somebody further down the, down the list who's going to give me lots of you know promotion out uh, in the world but also they might take these two other ones or do i want to just give it to my top customer and just be done with it could that be it? I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's business. You know, they, they've like I think Tina said. You know, they've got an expensive dealership. They've got a lot, a lot of staff. They've got, um, you know, the VAG group, which have obviously they've got numbers to meet. They've got targets. I totally get it, but it's whether you feel that that's the right thing to do morally. Yeah. You know, business wise, I'm sure that selling me free take cans and getting rid of a GT3 is by far better than giving it to somebody who's had 20 cars, you know, but, you know, as a long-term, you know, solution, it's not, you know, a short-term solution when you've got these cars coming out of your ears and you have nowhere to even park them. I can understand the logic to getting rid of three take-ins. I totally get it as a business, makes sense. But, you know, you've also got to think of all these people who were there at the good times, there at the bad times, and they'll be there in the future, which probably aren't getting the cars which they probably deserve definitely above me. Yeah, the people that bought 918 spiders when they couldn't sell them. Yeah. Yeah. The people who took that risk, you know, when you buy a GT3 RS now, you pre and this is another thing which I found mad was, okay, so I've bought 10 cars. 
and I've got a portfolio, which the, the one uh, lady called it in the dealership. And we met some lovely people. And you've got this portfolio and you've accumulated a lot over the 10 cars for a million pounds. But you've enjoyed yeah. those cars. Um, so hopefully all of them you've chose to have. I'm sure some of them you've been sort of enticed to buy. So you've 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 got all these cars and you've lost a load of money. Then you see this GT3 RS and you think, okay, right, I'm going to get a bit back now because I'm pretty confident this is going to be a safe place to put my money. Fine. So you get this car. You've you've done a million pound over the last five years. So you're down and you get this car and you think this is lovely. But I tell you what, I wanted to take my kids to uni. You know, I want to, you know, somebody says, like, here's £150,000 over. And you think, I'm a million down. I get 150 grand back. I'm still £850,000 down. But I'm going to get out here. I've had my car for a month. I've enjoyed it. And then Porsche blacklist you. <laughs> so you're still, you're still, like, still £850,000 down. And they're still going to blacklist you. How, you know, how... How is that possibly fair that, you know, I always find it funny that, okay, so, you you know, you want the car back. I, I get that you want the car back to sell it to somebody else because they want to share the money. And I, I always have this thing, when you think about it logically, were they there with an input and did they have, you know, their say when you were losing the money? Did they say, I'll tell you what, Mark, I'll give you half your loss. You've lost 100 grand on the take-in. I'll give you. We'll split the difference on the loss. They want the they want the difference and they want to split the profit. But do they call you when you've hit the loss? Yeah, that, great, that's great a point. really good point. That's a really good point because, uh, like you said, with the Taycan, if each one of them is losing a hundred grand and you've bought two of them to get your GT3 RS, and then you go, well, actually, I've two, lost two hundred grand, but I could scrape one hundred and fifty of it back by selling my gt3 rs and then you get blacklisted but what would the dealership <laughs> what could you could you go back to them and say look someone else is asking me giving me 150 grand more than you're offering me you know what are you going to do could yeah, you go like, back to them i i i think you can you know and i think it, like obviously it's it's difficult times at the minute for for, for most people in the world uh, your listeners and and the porsche dealerships nobody can be having a good time of it right now it's 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 you know it's not a good place um and that's why i think right now you know if these people are losing this money i think it's only fair that you know you give you sometimes you've got to cut people a bit of slack haven't you and um and you know maybe maybe right now times the times are a little bit different um but yeah it's it would be an interesting like imagine being the sales manager and you sell somebody a GT3 RS and you give them a call and say, what's your new car like? And they say, oh, it's amazing. I love it. What are you going to do with the guy who's bought the take? And I'd be scared to make that call right now. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's it's still an amazing car, Mark. It's just he's ripped the 100 yeah. to do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. You say, How's your car? Go, I'm, I'm really enjoying my car. I'm just broke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, he's not yet. He's not broke till he sells it. <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> But if he's got TikTok, if he's got TikTok social media, he's probably still having a bad time right now. Yeah, he definitely wouldn't be allowed in the rope aisle at the hardware store. Okay, there's <laughs> no, no doubt about no. that. The <laughs> Tell me, just going back a bit, oh, firstly, I watched your final video today, actually, to sort of get the full story. Yeah, is that great job. Like, I find your videos very entertaining. Like, you, your team, you and your team do a great balance of uh, – 
uh, I guess, humor, comedy, and seriousness. It's a, it's a good oh, job for, for us uh, middle, middle-aged tragics, right? The um, <laughs> Which I'm sure is your core audience, a complete sausage fest. I'm sure if you look at your, your uh, demographics, <laughs> yeah. right? But that is... I've got five percent women. I think I don't know whether that's from the missus or whether it's just on eye candy. It's I've just not no, quite figured it out. No, that's her account. Okay, so that's all it is, right? <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, the um what I found really um interesting is firstly, how much of a hit on the asking price was taken by the gentleman you bought your G three RS from? That was like off the asking price and also how reasonable your Lambo dealership was because you clearly had put them on the spot with regards to through the videos up to that point, but they'd look like a, a group, a bunch of shit people. If they had said, no, mate, we've got to have the car and the whole deal yeah. fell over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, do you know what? I think because of the videos we do and they're not particularly offensive to anybody, um, we get a lot of, you know, the dealerships watch them, the dealerships enjoy them. And it was really nice of them. I felt that, it, you know, I understand for them as well that it might be difficult times. And if that if that car stops in the local area, they sell it again. They might sell it the third time, the fourth time. So it's not just, you know, there's a much bigger picture than just me. And it was really nice of them um, to say, you know, go ahead, go for it. Um, and to have that. And interestingly, the... The car, I do actually know where my car originally came from. Yeah, okay. It, 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 was, it was very similar to what Tina said, where, you know, the guy, I'm pretty sure where the guy who bought it from, uh, the dealer who bought it from the guy who flipped his car, no doubt about it, he flipped his car, and that's why it's for sale now. There's, you know, you can't deny that. He flipped his car. Um, but I feel that he he went to the guy and said he was at a, a, a place, where he, he bumped into the car and said, I want to buy your car. And the guy said, no, nah, you're right. I'm, I'm quite happy with it. And then he said, I'll give you this much money. And he went, sold. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it was, you know and, and we've all got a price, haven't we? You know, we've all got a price. And like I say, if that price is going to make a difference in your life in the future and it's going to make your family life easier, and then that car becomes second fiddle because it is just a piece of metal. It's a beautiful piece of metal. But if, if your life or for the fact that he's recouping some of the money he wishes he hadn't spent, then, you know, there's, there's, you know, I know where that car came from and I, I can totally understand, you know, if the guy needs that money or it's an opportunity thing. So these overs is a great talking subject and the overs don't last forever. And if that overs mm. was there and he thought tomorrow that might be 50 grand less or 100 grand less, I'll get out while I can and probably thinks I'll buy. If he's a smart man, he sells it today at 150 grand profit. He buys another one in six months' time or the same car back and he's, he's, he's 100 grand better off. It's a great point. Yeah, that whole sell and get back once the uh, market's cooled yeah. down again. Yeah, look, great point. Especially when you look at, in reality, how little these types of cars are actually driven on average you know it's not unusual to see a 997 gd3 rs with less than ten thousand miles on it when you see them for sale yeah and and like, a couple of there was there was a great comment on our video a great comment it said um this man like it's, it's fantastic he said the, the guys who buy the porsche gt for s he said clever enough to earn a gt for rs stupid enough to play the game 
<laughs> which I thought was I thought was absolutely fantastic. That you know yeah. the, the guy who's brought a GC dress as as obviously had a fantastic. Um, you know, he's had some luck in his life. He's worked hard. Whatever reason, he's got that car. But then, you know, did he play the game like which I, by the sounds of it, most people do? You know, and like some people said, you know, the one guy said he bought a Porsche mountain bike because he'd been sort of like teased into buying a Porsche mountain bike. He said he never rode a bike for 30 years, but still he ended up with a Porsche mountain bike in his garage. I hope he didn't end up with a bike head. Yes, <laughs> double bad. But what, you know, it's just, I suppose, I don't know whether I was naive or I, I just didn't realise. I thought, obviously, I knew that you'd got to buy cars. I, obviously, I knew that and I knew the best customers are getting the cars, obviously. But what I didn't realise was this whole, let's just have this one and this one and this one and this one. And suggesting cars for you know and, and people were saying they've been having cars i know the one guy was told to have an st because like the people have reached out and people you know high in the brand in the owners clubs all that sort of stuff and the one guy who's having an st was told he had to have a new car every six weeks oh, oh madness man. madness like who who has the i get it's just I just find that bizarre. Like if I was that guy who wanted that ST, I'd have to be pretty desperate to buy an ST. Because if somebody says to me, "You go buy a, a car every six weeks," I'd say, "Well, mind your own business. I'll buy what I want when I want." But that's probably why I'm never going to get a GT3 RS from a Porsche dealership. I, I'm I not going to do that. I actually thought you were going to say your response then was going to be, "What do you think I am, a YouTuber?" Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, do you know what people have said to me about? Uh, the the one YouTuber who's got a GT3 RS and he's a good friend of mine and a very a very nice man a very very nice man and again from a business point of view he has he has bought Porsches he is a good customer of Porsche he probably whether he's high enough up in the list to get one but again Porsche is a business these dealerships are a business yep. you know and if that guy is going to buy a car and sell fifty more cars because he's given a great review on his car and he's given awareness to the brand and as a business i would definitely give him a car i would definitely give him an allocation you know there's going to be people who don't agree with that because they've spent a load of money but there's more when you're promoting a business there's more to life these days in the world we live in social media power um you know getting that brand out there awareness has a value and that guy who we're talking about has a massive value to the Porsche brand. Sure. There's okay. a little bit more as well, isn't there? Because it's it's um because now all of the the whole experience, you know, do, building it on the configurator, putting the order in, going into the because you're not only promoting that particular car or that particular brand, you're promoting that particular dealership, which is why it gets you onto that list. And, and one of the things that I wanted to ask you was because do they know how many cars they've been allocated? Because when they're trying to convince you, you know, buy these three, four, five, six cars and you might get one, do they know how many they're going to get allocated in the next six months, two years, three years? They don't, do they? No, but somebody does. You know, that, mm. that, that Porsche factory is not, they know, they know what they're doing in next month. They know what they're doing next year. 
So, you know, I agree, maybe the dealership probably don't know, and that's where some of the confusion comes. But my God, somebody does. You know, and if we're honest, the you know, Porsche Germany could turn around to somebody, the dealership, and say, right, we know we're making, from what I've heard, not what I've been told, 1,900 cars. So if they're making 1,900 cars, they already know that England's getting 300, and they already know that this dealership's getting seven. They might not portray that and tell the dealership, which, but they definitely know, you know, and it might not be the dealership's fault. And so, you know, this is why maybe the confusion and I'll try and get you the car comes. But I'm sure they, Porsche, are taking that to their advantage, which again, it's not illegal. It's great business sense. But, sure, you know, yeah. it's still not ideal for the guy who's given that dangling carrot. Like from the new video, you've probably seen the dangling carrot. The carrot's strapped to a pig. And the pig's running along with this dangling carrot on the front. And the other one we used was there was a, there was a dog on a treadmill with its with its uh, with its food at the end of the treadmill. Keep on nearly getting his food every time. And <laughs> unfortunately, yep, that yep. that is that is some of these customers. And like, it's not illegal what they're doing by any means. The cars are fantastic. The brand's fantastic. You know, we all love a Porsche. We all aspire to have a Porsche. But there's some there's some tactics of business being used which is probably not fair to the people who have spent all the money great point great point now that's an i'm finished talking about allocation for a sec i want to ask some other questions of you okay. while we've got you here yeah you've driven a lot of cars you've owned a lot of cars which car going through time has given you the most joy really fantastic question um there's there's three cars in particular um a clio i love I'm yeah what cow. generation when yeah uh, mark four a mark four clio um like i'm a massive fan of clio's is is number one um uh, i've got a great a great clio now an rs18 um a, a fantastic car which like, i love i've had a lot of clio's love a clio um my svj my lamborghini aventador svj really lucky to have that car um, we did gumball on that car, which was so that car is very special to me, which, which was our honeymoon. Um, so a, a great car. Yeah, wait, wait, stop, stop, four. stop, stop. You took your wife on a honeymoon to gumball. Yeah, like that's. I'm sure that's what she said. She wanted to go. Yeah, yeah, I I'm didn't sure hear she did. Yeah, yeah, she's I a didn't she, hear Maldives. She's a lucky girl. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's keep, yeah. keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I even let her in the passenger seat. Well, so, nice. Yeah. yeah, not on the roof. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the Storato, my Storato was a, like the the Hurricane Storato. Um, I jumped that, and that was a dream to jump a supercar. Um, that was a, a fantastic. It's, it's a supercar without any supercar problems. So you haven't got to worry about where you park. You haven't got to plan where you're going. You haven't got to worry about damaging your car. That car goes everywhere and does everything fantastically. Um, but my all-time car is a Mercedes C63 Black Series. Amazing car. It sounds good. It looks good. It's timeless. It appreciates money. Um, it's just the coolest car. Um, understated. Um, yeah, great car. Good to hear. Well, now that you've said the Clio, uh, I don't know if you've heard, or Mark's going to laugh at this, but the Renault 5 is going back into production. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about yeah. that? Yeah, I've got I've got 
I wanted a, I wanted the Renault Four. Like I saw it at Goodwood, and I, I instantly fell in. I'm, I'm not a massive fan of electric cars, um, but then I saw that, and I was like, yeah, I need one of those. But then I found out my friend owns an Alpine um, dealership. Now, at, well, Alpine, Alpine, they're they're making a version which is sportier, racier, and the actual concept car with a three seater, similar to McLaren, uh, an original McLaren F1, with the driver in the single front and the two passengers at the uh, you know at the back. Wow. So amazing, beautiful. Uh, again, like why are these electric cars better looking than petrol cars? Why have they not got these? They they look they look more concept cars. Um, Ooh. And yeah, I'm like I, I've definitely I'm I'm hoping to get one. Um, yeah, love a Renault Five, love a Renault. I've got a I've got a Clio V6 as well. Again, another another great car. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I love a Renault Hot Hatch. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I like, do. Um... How many cars are in the garage right now? Oh, it's, it's, I'm embarrassed to say. I'm embarrassed. To say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't need them. I'm I'm going to go to counselling. I feel like there's got to be there's got to be some some sort of solution to my problem. But, um, I think about a plus upwards of eighty, eighty yes, like eight zero, eight zero, yeah, yeah. I'm very lucky, very very lucky. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh counselling might not be enough, right? I think you, you yeah. know, I think just out of curiosity, like this is this number's not even comprehensible to me, but. Do you like have a garage manager? Do you like how do you like do you have a whiteboard with everywhere around servicing's due and tires are gonna go out of date? How's all this work for you? No, it, it's it's it like it's a it's a great problem to have, but often I get into a car and then sort of like drive it for a month and realize I've got no MOT. And it's yeah. like if the police if the police are listening, it's not my fault. It's yeah. like it's a genuine mistake. It's you're, not like you're on it. Like yeah. purpose. Yeah, I've not put. Purposely driven around without an MOT. I just didn't realise it was out of date. But yeah, a lot of the cars are, are, are unmovable because when I try and move them, they've all got flat batteries. None of them starts. Everyone's got flat tyres. So it's um yeah, like I haven't got the sort of the, the the obvious answer would be to like yeah, get a load of plugs, get a load of trickle chargers, and get somebody to look after them. But I haven't got that time or money, so they sort of just um gradually get to a state where they need repairing again. It sounds to me like you need a uh, YouTube sponsor called SeaTech. Yeah, yeah. You know, I went to SeaTech party in in SEMA. I went to SEMA. I went to SeaTech party, and I was sort of like hanging around, trying to sort of like think any minute now somebody's going to speak to me. I was I was chomping on their volavants, um, sipping sipping a diet coke, thinking if anybody speaks to me, I'm going to sort of try and say try and be really big balls for once and say like, yeah, I've got some cars. I've got a YouTube channel and nobody spoke to me. So I was highly disappointed. I was going to ask them for a couple, a couple of MX7s. Um, but yeah, I'll go to Halfords like everybody else and pay that pay for them. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, so what, I have a quick question of all the 80 cars. What's the oldest one? Um, oof. Um, probably I bought at auction, a Fiat 500 Nouveau, um, sort of, like a, a soft top, well, like not a soft, but like a fold back car, like with scissor yep. doors, a Fiat 500. Um, yes, would that be the oldest suicide doors? Like, you mean, I think, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, sorry, sorry, what did I call it? Scissor, yeah, the, 
Scissor, they probably yes, don't have the Lambo that. doors, I'm guessing. That, the would, no, <laughs> that would be a modification. Yeah, yeah, suicide doors. Yeah, so suicide doors. Yeah, so that's uh, that's probably the, the oldest had, car. It's had about a 53, 54, something like that. What are we it's, talking it's about? A, it's, it's, a, it's a 60, it's a 60, yeah, Ooh. I bought it. I, my, um, my racing number is nine is sixty four, so that was a nineteen sixty four car. So that was ah. another another sort of reason um, which I which was a bit sentimental to buying that car. And she loved it, and she she wants a G wagon and wants to go to the Maldives. So like that Fiat five hundred was a cheap alternative for me. <laughs> That's the Maldives. The Maldives isn't actually far from here, but if you don't do it soon, it's going to be underwater. So you better lock is that, that one in. Yeah, it's with the rising <laughs> the, the, oceans. So buy more take-ons and sort of solve that situation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> However you're clearing your conscience, my friend. However you're clearing your conscience. <laughs> oh, classic. Oh, okay, well, well um, Mark, we'll really appreciate you coming on the show and, um, you know, giving us your insight and your experience. Like, it's one thing to see a YouTube video all three of this process that you went through, but it's another to hear, you know, in person as to the, uh, I guess, in the casual conversation that we try to promote on the channel here. So really, it's been great having you on. And yeah, look, would, I'll tell you what, I, I'm going to send Ajmal around to your place because I, I want a car tour. I want a verbal car tour on the podcast. This sounds like a hoot. Plus, and, and look, you need around. to go around with a, yeah, with a pump, pump up all the tires, let's face it. Yeah, yeah, I need to. Yeah, can you be my, um, what did you call it? A garage manager. You need a garage manager. I can't believe you got me cars without one. I am probably the last person you should have as a garage manager. <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate you watching the videos. Like, you know, we put a lot of effort in, like I say, and we're highly appreciative of anybody taking their time out of their days to, to watch the, watch what we do. Yep. Thank you very much, Mark. Go on, sorry, Ashmore. You you've answered you you've answered the question because I mean, how often do we mark debate and anyone that we know debates and you know, I'm not in in a position to buy a GT3 RS. Mark isn't. In fact, I don't know anybody who is other than you. And uh and we people always debate the the fairness of the system, that you can't have, you know, 300 grand in your pocket and walk into a dealership. But at the same time, it's like Tina said in the last video, it's the business, but you've kind of got under the skin of it and given us the more detail around it doesn't always guarantee you if you're somebody who's bought 10 cars it doesn't guarantee you an allocation of a gt3 rs there's so much more to it it's like an algorithm that runs per dealership uh so that was really insightful now i i love it what we're really looking forward yeah. to mark and you've got an obligation here now is to go through the process with ferrari okay yeah, so... like Ferrari, yeah, they're not too keen on me. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. <laughs> Ferrari aren't too keen on me. We did it. We did a TikTok, um, and like it had um, just a slight modification to the badge on my Honda NSX. Great car, Honda NSX. So it had a slight modification, and um, yeah, they actually rang me. Um, I got to be so careful. I say it's ridiculous. But it was just a bit of fun. In my defence, honour, it was a bit of fun. And I said to him. He said, um, so I had I had a, an email from this guy saying, I'm Ferrari, I want to speak to you. So I'm thinking, free car. I've done it, I've made it, I'm getting myself a free, <laughs> a free red sports car. So I couldn't, like I hurt my finger dialing his number back fast enough. I was just like, get me. And he's like, do you know what I'm ringing? I'm thinking, free car, but I won't say it yet. I'll let him say it. And he's like, TikTok. And, he's, and I was like, oh God, here we go. And he said, uh, it's like, so it was, a, it was an Instagram reel and a TikTok reel, just a bit of fun. It really was. And um, he said, um, 
like you know we're not happy about that you know and it, it like i say it wasn't offensive it was just a bit of fun and i said um i said yeah like it was just a bit and he said well 3.1 million people watching that probably doesn't agree to a bit of fun i was like yeah but that I know it's not a Ferrari. It's, and he said, well, there's a lot of confusing comments. So I had to say sorry, but yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely not on Ferrari's shortlist, which I don't, I don't really care if I'm honest. I'm not going to lose any sleep as long as sort of like I've got my health and everybody's happy in the world. I'm not going to I'm not going to be too bothered about not getting my and I haven't got the money for a LaFerrari, so it doesn't really matter. No. Now, look, there's plenty of places to go in between there, Mark. You know, like I, don't give up this dream. I'll, look, we need the next yeah. uh, series. You've done Porsche, which yes. is you know for the masses. We need now for the elite. We, you've got. I'm telling you, you got to you got to do this for us. We need to know. We want to know what it takes <laughs> to get an 812 Competizione or something, so, or even better, a Daytona SB3 or something. That's where you're going to go. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, so I'll aim high. But I, I, I feel like the trouble is, is the more videos we do, the, the more sort of like known we get, which is is a bit of an issue because we we walk into this place now and like people say, oh, I watch your videos, like and the, the weirdest places will be, and people say that, which is really really nice, and I, I enjoy people saying, you know, I enjoy them, and I people, uh, you know, that's that's a good part. I'm far from famous, but. You know, in our little world, you know, people recognise yep. who I am. So I understand doing, the challenge of being a degrade celebrity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when I get to I'm a celebrity and I'm on now, I'm going to come and see you. When I'm on I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Yeah, okay, that'd but, be a great idea. I, but I don't like spiders, so that might be an issue. Yeah, you're going to be in trouble because that's like our <laughs> country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my friend, my friend Dan, my friend Dan Reardon lives over with you, and. Um, he keeps on saying when you're going to come, and I said when you've killed every single spider, I'm coming. But when he sends me a picture of a huntsman in his shower, if I, if there was a huntsman in my shower, oh, I would sell my house. I would never go through the front door ever again. Okay, I'll, I'll look so, on that on to that end. I've just got to tell you this quick story before you go, Mark. My daughter is um 11 now, when she's about seven or so, which you know you've I understand you had a young daughter as well. We were out in the outside shed, and um there was quite a large huntsman in there, but she didn't know. And she was out playing or something. I said, can you come here and give me a hand and grab this stuff? I want to take it out in the garden. So I grabbed this huntsman, Evil. picked it up, picked it up and passed it to her. Right. I'm telling you, I've done permanent damage here. She flipped the <laughs> microchip and there's a spider now. And look, it was a, it was a good size, you know, a, a good size, but they're harmless. They're just furry and they're big with long legs, you know, and, uh, and I've had one driving the car with the window down, right. With my arm on the sill, just driving down the coast, right? You know your um, mirror on your driver's side, uh, external mirror in the car, the housing? I was driving yeah. in a T-shirt, and this huntsman comes out from behind the mirror while I'm driving, runs up my arm oh. and up my sleeve into my armpit, right? You don't think I didn't flip a microchip? Oh, how my. I did, how I didn't crash that car was a miracle because it was a big bugger too. You have done nothing for your local um, travel authority there. Like you've just, <laughs> you've just alienated pretty much every single listener you've got. You never ever go to Australia, or never open your. If you do, don't open your window. Yeah, don't ever open your window. That's what air conditioning's for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you that I, at Christmas, my daughter was being naughty, so we found this app. Very similar story. We found this app, and it was it was Father Christmas app. So you put all the details of a name. So Father Christmas rang. Um, my phone and asked to speak to Senna. Oh, great, and said, yeah. So she he, he said that I hear you're on the naughty list. She never started. She never stopped crying for a day. Oh, so again, yeah, no, no, the, uh, yeah, absolutely ruined Christmas for her. 
three days before Christmas. She's never ever going to get over that. So again, yeah. there, I understand your joys of yeah, So I'm, I'm not the only one that's a bad dad, right? <laughs> no, I'm not the only one who's damaged her for life. Yeah, actually, you, why don't you tell her my story to let her know how lucky she is? Yeah. So, think... so again, she'll never go to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's been I've got to ask Mark. I've, I've got to ask one quick, one more question, Mark. Your accent. Are you a fellow Brummie? Yes, yes, I'm a yeah, um, uh, yeah, yes, I am our kid. <laughs> yeah, because I'm born bred Birmingham, so I, I sense that as soon as you came on, I thought, oh, because you see it yeah, less, we, yeah, I hear it less on your videos. Really? Whenever I see people, people say I look taller as I'm taller in real life as well. Um, so yeah, so yeah, no, yeah, we're, we're, we're sort of off where I'm sat now is in Quinton, uh, in the black country, so we're right in the middle. Oh, wow. Oh, got, amazing. I've got to tell I've got to tell you, it sounds politically incorrect. Clinton. <laughs> no, no, coming from the black country. <laughs> Look, I know it's the UK. I know you guys got a different set of rules to everyone else, right? But it just doesn't sound right, okay, on the, on the radio. Anyway. Mark, look, if, just for listeners' sake, those that um, haven't followed you before and are listeners to the channel, all three of you, um, you can follow Mark <laughs> at Mark McCann 64 that's M-A-R-K-M-C-C-A-N-N-6-4, on most social media. Mark, tell us, what yep, is you the that, YouTube yeah. channel that is just Mark McCann? Yeah, Mark McCann 64 the same, so yeah, or Mark McCann. So like, as I get above a, 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 an E, class celebrity up to a D when you put it in YouTube I'm I'm sort of I'm getting up near the top so that might I'm above Mark Morrison yeah okay so um good I'm to hear getting there. <laughs> well thanks very much <laughs> for your time today we really appreciate it and you know jumping on our little podcast to talk Porsche we it's been great and uh let's uh I'd, I'd love to catch up again after your next set of videos so we can see where you're going next because my friend you have set a standard of expectation for your viewers oh thank you no th thank you for having on and I really enjoy your content so keep it up Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you so much. Thanks, okay, Mark. Enjoy the Huntsman's. Enjoy the Huntsman's. <laughs> uh, so, um, Ashmal, that was a, a great uh, guest. pleasant surprise, wasn't it? It really was. That was amazing. I knew, I knew you'd like oh, it. Oh, wow. And, um, no, that was really good. And just especially following on from last week, um, cause, um, I don't know about you, but I had a lot of people reach out after last week. Uh, that you know, the we hit a raw nerve. having Tina on. Yeah, we we really did, and uh, and people really appreciated Tina's insight. Obviously, she's from the inside. Uh, she's looking at it from a completely different point of view. What it means for the dealership, what it means for the brand, um, and there's a lot of variables that they're considering. But from what Mark's just said, is yeah, it's it it's about not only about what you as an individual, what you bring to their brand, um, but to that specific dealership as well. So there's so much. It's almost like it, it's an algorithm that runs, or they're running, it's, but it's also personalized. It's it's when you look at the size of the Volkswagen Group, like we're talking some mm. heavy hitting brands, right? We're talking Bugatti, Lambo, oh, Bentley, yeah. Volkswagen themselves, Skoda. Um, what's it, Cupra or say it, um, yep. uh, Porsche, uh, like 
Skoda. I, I don't even know where to stop. You know, there's a lot of car brands there, right? It's absolutely yeah. baffling to me that they leave the responsibility of this to the dealer, especially when Porsche themselves own so many of the dealerships. It's just amazing that it's not more Ferrari-esque in that the factory is going to decide who gets the cars, not the relationship with your local dealer. Well, it might be that the, I don't know. I mean, what's the size of, well, what's the number of Ferraris being sold relative to seven Porsches? Right. Yeah. So I think that, I get that. Yeah. It's very, but um, let's talk STs, right? Probably the hottest item in the Volkswagen group right now to be bought, right? Yep. How many are they making? Like 1,900 of them or something like that? I can't remember the numbers. That sort of number, right? It's, it's Yeah, it's something like that, yeah. Whatever the number is. It's less than 2,000, if I recall. It's yeah. not that hard a conversation to have with the dealers at the factory, is it? It's 2,000 cars for Christ's sake as well. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. right. And I think anyway, that... that's that's just my two cents worth on that topic. I did have other Porsche content and discussion to talk about, but I've got to tell you, we might have run out of length today. That was a great conversation. Well, I think we have. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a bit of a teaser. I, I, my uh, the exhaust blow on my nine nine six is fixed. You're kidding me. Yeah. So I don't know if I should tell you. Save it for next time. Let's do it. We'll talk about this next week. Fixed. About it. We'll do a catch up on our cars because I've got some news for you, my friend, as well. So. Oh. Anyway. Thank you, everyone. No, don't, don't tell me yet. I'm not going to. Thank you, everyone, for listening yeah, this good, long. Good, good. And if you're new to the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast platform, even though we're no longer a podcast. We love hearing yes. from you all, yes. and I can be reached on most socials as Mark and Cars. It's M-A-R-C-A-N-D-C-A-R-S. And Ajmal as Flat Cat Driver. As you think it's spelled. We hope you're listening from behind the wheel. Until next time, Ajmal, catch up with you. See you next time.